right. Hello and welcome to Above the Clouds, the Angel City podcast with two homies who probably couldn't make it out of the upper deck if they tried. I'm Jeremy Rist. And I'm Kyle Scoble, and this is Above the Clouds. All right. Um, so we are, this episode, we are reviewing uh, the last home game that we had, which was a Challenge Cup game. Um, y'all are going to need to hear this because I know you didn't show up. So uh, we got that review for you. That was a two to nothing loss to the OL Rain. Don't let the name confuse you. That is the Seattle team. Um, and we have our resident expert on all things Seattle here, Mr. Scoble Vision, to uh, help break down another bummer of a performance and another bummer of a result. Um, Kyle, you were not at the game, but you were watching the game on the television. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How was how was it looking just in general? Like what what were your thoughts on how the game looked on on the broadcast? You you got it on CBS Sports, right? Uh yeah, I think that's what it was on. Yeah. Um you know, given expectations, I actually wasn't that disappointed in the game. It kind of went exactly how I I thought it would. And so like in that respect, I'm not too disappointed in the performance. Um it's just not surprising that we had a hard time holding the ball um, against a team like the rain in general. And then also, you know, when we didn't put a full lineup out there. Um, so in a weird way, it's not super disappointing, but I don't know if that's anything to really take solace in, if that makes sense. I'm looking more for like, what was the broadcast like? Like, you know, was the picture good? what do you think of the commentators? Like, you know, oh, did yeah, you enjoy yeah. enjoy the TV experience there? Yeah, no, I thought the commentators were good. Um, Anybody say anything like you weren't expecting, or or some like anything from the commentator that you got that you were like, oh shit? Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, they definitely called out the fact that the OL Rain played exactly the same they normally do, even though their B squad was in, and you can't really say the same for Angel City. Interesting. Um, so they're kind of talking about like you know, that identity that the OL Reign have. Um, and that, you know, even though I forget who was playing right back for the Reign, but even though it wasn't their normal starter, you were still getting the exact same kind of passes, looks and positioning. Mm. And uh, she knew exactly where she needed to be and what she needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did call that out, which I agreed with. Yeah. You know, the Reign definitely knew what they were trying to do. Um, they definitely felt in sync and in tune. So. Yeah. That's the um, hard stuff for for me to really know because I got my Angel City blinders on, so I can kind of only see the the game through our rose colored uh-huh. um, glasses here. But um, yeah, I mean, when I you know when we saw the starting lineup, I think initially both of us were thinking like this is a strange lineup because it seems like they're taking the game seriously as like a must win at home yet not really doing that at the same time. So it was like, you know, the starting forward line that you would expect with a really different midfield than you would expect. And then a different back Mm -hmm. line than you would expect, but good opportunity to get Jasmine Spencer, some minutes, um, backup goalie Eisenhower got some minutes. Um, Vignola got some minutes. It's hard to say Vignola is I I heard her called that on on a, one broadcast and I feel like that's probably the accurate way to say that but I got so used to Vignola. Mm-hmm. Um but 
I think it's Vignola technically. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it was weird to start Thompson this game and not start her in the league game. Like, give her the week off, give her the midweek game off. If we're talking about rotating and resting, it seems weird to play her midweek and then play her again this weekend. I mean, there's no way she's not going to play against the Wave. At home, yeah. No way. So I, I don't, that was kind of confusing to me. Um, I felt like we could have used her in Louisville. Or at home, actually. We didn't even have to go anywhere. Um, yeah. I would have rather had her start that and put more minutes in that game and then get five days rest before wave rather than a game Wednesday, two days rest game wave. Yeah, so I wonder if that million-dollar prize pack like changed the thinking. Um, but here's the thing. We're in a group with the rain, thorns, and wave that we have to get out of to even be in the running for the million dollars. And you're just looking at that and saying like, realistically, like we're not. How are we going to get out of that group? (laughs) This is coming from our Seattle expert, but yeah, no, I I mean, I, I hear you. Like those teams are stronger, like on, on paper, they look better. And Um, and so I don't know. It's just, I mean, they all finished higher than us last year in, in the standings and Mm -hmm. they all had good off seasons. Um, I mean, it's kind of the top three teams in the league right now. Yeah, I, yeah, we are, we are screwed geographically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I understand the reason to do the grouping this way to keep travel down and stuff because everyone does a home and away, right? Um, but man, we just got we got boned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm into it too. I like regional soccer too. You know. Yeah, I I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. that. I think that helps with the rivalry and the building and and natural creations of them. So no, yeah, I, just- I definitely get that. Play a team just a-, a bunch of times and you start to get annoyed like by the fourth and fifth time. Like, um, but yeah, this is now no no wins against the rain in in team history. I think that's four straight losses. Yeah, I guess we haven't even tied them, have we? No, we we've only taken L's. Oof. Yeah. That um, sucks. Yeah, that sucks, man. That sucks. I, didn't realize I mean, that. it's this is uh <laughs> And it's interesting, like following the team and kind of like seeing seeing where they are and seeing these problems kind of like start to develop. I mean, like we are, you know, this this is kind of like I think what we were afraid of when we had our off season episodes and we were talking about the need to like bring in massive amounts of firepower. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. we we don't have academies giving us younger players and stuff. Like Alyssa Thompson kind of dropped out of the heavens. I mean, at this point, like Ertz has dropped out of the heavens. Like certain fortuitous breaks will go our way with with certain players because we are in LA and we do have a nice stadium and a good market and a lot of like, you know, celebrity attention and stuff like that. But we're not really like organically building up, you know, a whole bunch of depth. Um, you know, we got rid of certain players who had really like built into you know, last year it seemed like Ricaro mm-hmm. or Lucy were kind of like players that we were asking to do a lot and like kind of gave us a lot too at the same time. Um, You know, younger players that we would, you would think we'd be building with, but now we're not, you know? So I don't know. I I think the team's in kind of like a strange position right now. It's a weird moment in the franchise. And I feel like I'm saying that off the back of the challenge cup, just not being very well attended. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 
you know, so like the season ticket holders who were automatically opted into those tickets unless they opted out, mm-hmm. like clearly everybody took the five minutes to opt out and was right. just like, I'm not going to. I mean, they were priced go. at the same, they were at least the same as a regular season ticket, if not more. It felt like they might have been more, but I can't remember if I did the math or not. Um, yeah, so th- I will I say the pricing remember. was a little off putting. And, you know, I get totally that we know we know now about the prize pool, but even then, it's still it's the domestic cup, or what would be the domestic cup, our version of the FA Cup, or the U.S. Open Cup, and so those tickets are always cheaper. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't I don't understand. That's just, I'm glad you brought up the pricing too. Yeah, because you're selling tickets for the Challenge Cup like it's an opportunity to watch the A team play against the A team. And you show up and it's the B team playing against another B team, you know, yeah. with like little elements of A sprinkled in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely um, had like three or four normal starters, each of them, but you know, that's barely half if yeah. you get to full half. Um, and so, yeah. Seeing, yeah. Seeing Elise Bennett out there for the rain, starting for the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think they had Alana Cook out there too. They had Sonnet out there. Cook, Sonnet. Um, King might not normally start, but she's really close to starting. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, they definitely use the opportunity. Quinn is a normal starter for them in the midfield. I mean, Quinn okay. starts for Canada. <laughs> so they definitely had some firepower out there, but they definitely did rotate a fair bit. Both outside backs, front line, are the uh, midfielder with Athens too. I don't think Athens is a normal starter for, for the rain. Yeah. So... Um. Yeah, but no, I mean, basically, like, give those tickets away, you know, just to get people into the stadium. I, I'm not exactly That's what sure. I'm saying. I mean, I'm not going to be the most hardcore capitalist out there, but I'm just like, you know, give the tickets away for free and just sell the concessions, you know, or like sell the tickets for like five bucks and to like make 10, it attractive. Uh, 15 people. even. I would, I would have opted in or let it go if it was 10 or 15. Yeah. I mean, it's in this city, you can go. Well, I don't know. Should I bring up the Clippers? I might just have to <laughs> but I'm like, if you could watch the Clippers play for $10 in the regular season, albeit obviously like Kawhi will be sitting out and Paul George will be sitting out. But <laughs> like, if you can go watch NBA basketball for $10, albeit a B team, you know, you should be able to watch NWSL for $10. If it's a B team as well, yeah, too, exactly. You know? No, like, yeah. Um, especially when it's midweek, like there's just there's a lot, man, lot going you know? against it. So, yeah, that, that was a lot going against it. I think that was maybe a reality check for the front office a little bit to see, like, okay, like so people got limits, you know. Um, <laughs> and even like joking with like the always hilarious Juan Vargas on on Twitter, you know, asking him about like you know after the game, I was like in meme form, like what's the what's the attitude going into the weekend thing? And and his joke was more like, if I show up or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, because I think people are scared. I think people are really worried. I, we got Ertz coming in, but it's like, it feels like without that, this team would be in like something close to free fall. Yeah. I mean, we saw photos of Ertz training today. So that was amazing. That really helped me emotionally. Yeah. That's huge. I needed that. Yeah. Um, that's huge. So, yeah, no, totally. I think Ertz, you know, I think so. So one other good takeaway from Wednesday, 
is, well, I think there's two performances. I think two players actually did play well for us on Wednesday. Spencer and Camberos. Oh, interesting. You did not list the player that I would have listed, but go. Oh, I'll, well, I'll give Katie mine Johnson. Katie Johnson's already good. Like, I don't think... Yeah. I'm talking about these two players, I think, are earning more playing time with that performance. Oh, okay. okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like they, yeah. they're like, okay, you guys are taking uh, chances of taking your opportunities. Yeah. Um, I think Katie was great too, but I think we already know that from her. And I think at this point, she's got to be that center forward starting. Yeah, I guess I was just going to mention Katie's performance because there was one game that she came off the bench in the Orlando. Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, dude, her. I mean, like, she's so next level good. Like, you got to pencil her in as an automatic yeah. center forward starter. It, nobody's coming close to the production. Like, she's totally. giving you hold up play, creative, like, moves to keep possession of the ball, finding the pass quickly, passing and moving. You know, getting into the box, dangerous, looks good in and the just air. That, like, like savvy, that savvy vet, you know, like the the moment's not going to overwhelm her. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Like she's that calming factor on the field with her. Such play. a great pickup. I can't believe San Diego yeah. let her go. Or I know, or, right? Or Pretty wild. Whatever Pretty wild. happened there, I, I can't believe it. Yeah, um, no, definite definite props to the front office for swooping on on Johnson. Yeah, that was huge. Um, um, but go ahead, go into your. So, what'd you see? I was from- gonna say Spencer and Camberos. I think took their opportunity and can you know be like that was enough to try to say I I, I deserve more minutes in regular season. Yeah. Um. You know, I think. Spencer's not super surprising because we all knew it. Most of us have kind of been like, where the hell is she? Why isn't she playing? Yeah. And then you I get mean, that and it's like, that's why we've been saying, where is she? Where is she? I mean, so she had, she had a shot on goal early on, took a volley, um, hit it kind of right down the center, kind of softly. Um, but actually like even in watching back the highlights, I was like brushing up right before we hopped on. Like I was just noticing a lot of like, you know, and Alyssa Thompson had a shot in the first half. You know, if you look at the stats again, like we outshot the rain, outshot them on target. And then we lost two nothing. Our shots have zero conviction behind them. Yeah. You know, that, you know mean, and that's where quality of shot comes in too. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. That, that shot stat will lie to you about, you know, who was, who was dominating or totally. whatever, but you know, totally. And, and Kimberos, uh, I think had maybe the most dangerous opportunity where she stuck that, her head like, in. Header. Yeah, yeah. She kind of like swooped in there. Um, you know, and even that too, like we just, that was, we just were that was not Johnson with the flick. Okay. Yeah. Another good play from her. Um, but yeah, I just, even with chances and stats, like shots on goal, like we just do not feel very dangerous, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we're not really getting Alyssa Thompson the ball in spots where I think she was able to run at a defender maybe once and she got off a nice right. kind of shot on goal, but also a non-threatening shot. You know, that was a pretty comfortable save. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's Berhalter-esque in, in that, like, the team and the offense is, like, just so kind of stale uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, it's just like you're you're just watching a team that it looks like scoring will be difficult. And I just look at these lineups and I'm like, oh, it's going to be difficult to score. You yeah. Know? And the game kind of starts and it looks every bit as difficult as you would kind of think it is. Like, 
mm-hmm. there's just kind of got to be something there, you know, with the management. I don't, I don't know who to blame really, but I'm, I'm pointing it at Freya, I guess, at this point, because I think somebody's got to catch the heat, you know. Yeah, and I think at this point too, I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed we're still trying to jam the four three three. I think it's just become pretty yeah, clear we dude, can't dominate what? a game with it, you know. At and at all. this point, so and you know. The thing I would love to see us do is just like, let's, it doesn't have to be dangerous possession, but like we don't have parts of the game where we have extended possession and the other team is running when you have the ball. Right. Yeah. You make them freaking tired. Like that's how you create those chances later in the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I, we just really need to figure out a way where we can just get the other team to run a little bit because we feel yeah. like we get tired by the end of the game and it never feels like they're getting run yeah. ragged or run down or anything like that. Yeah. It, I hear you saying it's not like you're not asking the team to play tiki taka, but it is like, yeah. like keep extended periods of possession. Like just it can go from right back to left back. Yeah. Like that makes the team run across the field. Yeah. Just do that. Once it, every time we get the ball, it can start on one side and end on the other. And that will just be building a little bit of momentum, making them that much more tired. So I think it's stuff like it's pretty basic stuff that we need to be focusing on getting control of. Yeah. Um, well, here, let's go into Jeremy's conspiracy corner here. Um, a new go. segment I'm starting now. Uh, so with what we're saying and describing, right? you have to be able to trust every player on the field to like pass them the ball and like keep possession. Right. Yes. And what I'm afraid is happening is one of our better players. I would think I'm saying that hesitantly because I'm still not, not totally a believer. Um, But it seems like people are looking at Sarah Gordon and not thinking that she's a viable option to pass the ball to. So Mm -hmm. let's check out the first goal that we give up. Um, If we come in here to, uh, if we're looking at the play here, um, all right, so we got a throw in. It comes to Lebahan. She kind of loses it. It goes to McCaskill. We get a foul. Um, all right, so then McCaskill gets the ball and goes backwards. Reed gets the ball, looks over to Gordon, decides, no, I'm going to go back to the goalie. The goalie gets it, then puts Lebahan in a terrible position. The ball bounces out. We get to Reed, who puts plays it to McCaskill. She starts dribbling backwards, dribbling backwards, looks at Gordon again, decides no, gives it to Eisenhower, who shits the bed and creates a massive divot while falling down and and they score. And so that's like what I'm trying to highlight there is like, I think basically like three different times that people like look at Gordon and decide like, uh, no, and then play like a riskier pass to avoid like giving Gordon the ball. And that like puts our, our goalie in a position, you know, I mean, she, like she made a terrible mistake or whatever, but I'm kind of just trying to see like, what's, what's going on. Like, as I'm trying to like dissect that play, like that's, that's what my analysis leads to is like, why are people looking at Sarah Gordon and deciding like, no, I'm not going to play that pass. Do we not trust her as much as we trust like a backup goalie with the ball at her feet? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I think some of these might just be, she's not in a great spot because there's the, there is a attacker, you know, 
not too far from her. So I guess getting her the ball isn't a particularly great move in general. But I see what you're saying. Um, I think McCaskill definitely made the wrong decision in passing it to Eisenhower. I don't even think she looked up at Gordon right before the goal. Because Gordon definitely feels like the better chance there. But but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's this. We also just don't seem like a team that's trying to hold the ball and and pass it around in any way, though. Yeah, we're just not relaxed in in possession. Um, but I do. Th- I mean, I think uh, you know one of the insights I gained from from being at the game. You know, after that terrible mistake, McCaskill had only recently like subbed in, and then Freya calls her over to the sideline, and like reams her out. Like she has to make that like long 50 yard jog over there just to like talk to Freya, but there's no like talking that's going on. They're not doing the body language gestures of like, should we do this formation with this or that or, mm-hmm. or whatever? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freya's over there like kind of demonstrating to the crowd that she's unhappy. And you're seeing these large gestures with her hand, like what, you know, waving across almost like an NFL referee of like cut it mm-hmm. out, you know. This is not like you need, and and I think I also saw the like hands going down, as in kind of like calm down. You need to calm down, kind of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean Freya was really pissed with that, um, and it's just you know good players go forward. Good players find difficult ways to get the ball going forward to like you know make the threatening pass, not the non-threatening pass. You're always allowed to go backwards, right? Right. And so, like, yeah, McCaskill's one of our better players. To sub in one of our better players who's kind of just, like, dribbling backwards and using all this energy to go backwards to then, like, play the ball to the goalie who who's kind of under some fire, it's like, that's not what we need our good players doing. You need to go forward. She also played the goalkeeper fairly poorly in the sense of, like, she almost played it right down the middle and you kind of want to play it a little more off to either side so that the goalkeeper can one time it if they need to, or they're just naturally off to one side and there's no issue of like a ricochet going back into the goal. She kind of jams Eisenhower a little bit and Eisenhower has to take a touch out to her left. And that's when it starts to really go wrong for her. Yeah. Um, But I mean like almost every pass before that too is, like contested by the rain, you know, it was like four straight passes of yeah. like barely holding possession. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's like, and there's your answer as to kind of like, why are we not possessing the ball more? Um, is and also because just like, like, it's sketchy, you know? Yeah. It's ske- yeah. And uh, like, part of me is just like, just freaking clear it. If we can't hold it, <laughs> just hoof it and like be and think and, ahead, think ahead. And that was, that's ex- the exact issue with the first goal against Louisville. Just freaking clear it. And the PK doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, if you can't think of anything, just clear it. It's still like that goes back to like youth soccer. But I mean, one one thing that I'm not seeing there as well, too, is like, yeah, the movement from our center backs. Like when you, you know, when you look at those Premier League games or, um, you know, some of the really good teams, like those center backs, like aggressively get wide and create that space. Right. You know, you're not seeing our center backs make like extra effort to get like extra space away from the forwards. They're kind of just like meandering and moseying and chilling and like hoping to get yeah. the ball or whatever. And that's one of the main reasons Sarah Gordon's not ever really looking open. She's not ever really looking for the ball either. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not doing the moves that 
are necessary to get open and like show that she's open and wants the ball. She's not calling for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So even as the ball is going back to Eisenhower, she has a choice of going to the right where Gordon is or to the left where Reed is. And neither one of them is really helping her out. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And you want both of them helping her out. You want both of them showing like, we're really super open, you know, give us the ball. Um, You know, but yeah, just, just, yeah, bad goals, and and then um, you know they sub on Fishlock and Rapino, and they start to really bring in the firepower around the same time that we're bringing on some more of our starters, and like their firepower is just bigger and better than our firepower at, at this yeah. point. You know, um, Fishlock scores on a on a free kick and does the um, yeah. whatever you would call that dance, but yeah, I don't know what know, that was called. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kind of wonder like I just kind of wonder if whatever's happening with like Freya in training and and this team in general, like it seems like the vibes are good and like there's friendliness, but there's not kind of enough like precision and there's not enough like smart soccer shit happening at this point for for my taste, you know. I mean, like it just we don't have a player that's going to put the team on the back and just say, give me the ball or like set the tone and just be like, we're going to fucking kick the shit out of them. And they're going to be scared by the end of the game, even if they're winning, you know, like, yeah, we don't have any, and maybe hopefully that can be Ertz. Well, hopefully that can be Ertz. Yeah. The type of player who's going to like, not only like make the hard tackle, but also like demand of her center backs. Like you guys need to do the extra effort and like really get open. You know, like do the little things, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's what bringing in a champion like her will hopefully, hopefully do is that people get like re motivated to do the little things again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, both center backs have been bad. You know, to be honest, I really think Reed has been just as bad, if not worse, than Gordon. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. I would. I, so I ain't, I ain't fighting you on that one. Like, yeah. it, it has <laughs> it's not. It's weird. There's been a weird drop off with Reed. Um, yeah. Um, so she had a whole off season to to recover, and it seems like just did not. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, she she seems like she's right at the end of last season, just kind of gassed. You know. Yeah, like she she won the it award does for feel like gassed playing every minute. You know, and like that. Yeah, and she she seems gassed, and that's why she didn't um play in the in the Challenge Cup game. You know. Yeah. Um. And like, yeah, hopefully she comes back kind of like energized and reinvigorated. But yeah, last year she looked fast and physical. And this year she mm-hmm. looks kind of like mm-hmm. a step slow and like real shaky on the ball. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like we heard Freya say this once this season, but it's like we got to be back to basics right now. Just focus on good formation, being there for each other getting the ball, you know, like that's just what we really need to be focusing on right now. Yeah. So I think it's going to be tough against San Diego. I really oh, do. Dude, it's going to be so tough, but let's go ahead and take a little break and then we'll start to preview that upcoming matchup here. Um, see you guys here in a second. Welcome back. We do have the rare uh, 
Friday evening vibes going on 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 the Above the Clouds pod here. So I'm going to partake in some of our 420 um, celebrations over here while we discuss this upcoming San Diego match, a big one on Sunday at BMO, formerly known as the bank. Yes, sir. What are you feeling? Could you be Mo excited? Um, I'm feeling like if I was a betting man, I think um, we might just see 2-0 loss again. Okay. You know? um, Yeah, I'm going to set my expectations low. You know? Um, I just... uh, I think we're in a funky place right now. I hope Ertz kind of turns that around. But um, yeah, some of the issues we've described of kind of like not really seeing possession, not really seeing like dangerous chances and stuff, like for whatever reason, that just doesn't seem to be like a super fixable overnight kind of thing, like issues for a soccer team to have. Mm-hmm. Um, like if those are the issues that your team has, you're not you're not in a good spot. And I would say that's kind of like currently where we are so um i saw the betting line had us favored though um and a tie is probably the most uh unlikely outcome uh which which was also kind of interesting um i don't really get what betting spot had us favored yeah uh that's a great question i was afraid that you would ask that follow-up um because i'm gonna need to place a bet on that Right, I was like, "Yo, that looks like some free money." Um, <laughs> was maybe it was on the. You know what? Go ahead and uh, let's let's get get your preview, and I'll do some searching on this end. <laughs> okay. Um, I think. Um, I mean, I, I think yeah, I think we're worried. I think the whole fan base is worried. Um, I think we're worried about being blown out. Is what the worry is. I don't even think the worry is about winning, um, or losing. You know, yeah, it, uh, it sucks because <laughs> uh, it's really scary. Um, I can't, you know, it's part of it is really interesting for me because the Sounders have never been in this spot in their existence in Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. I guess kind of at the end of last year, in terms of we didn't know if we'd make the playoffs, but we still had one CONCACAF Champions League at that point, and sure. so we had a big pillow to land on. So yeah, yeah it's it, yeah. it's it, it's um I think I think if it's another game of a slow start and like not a lot of good effort um it might get ugly like with the fans not just on the score line. Like yeah, I think I think you could see that. That that sounds like an accurate. Um, I mean, our section was flabbergasted at the start of Louisville and it was literally like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know, if it's a similar start to that, I think it could get a little ugly. Um, so I really want to see Camberos at some point. She it feels like she's ready again to play. Um, and we just need that kind of a player so badly. I understand if it's not a start, I could see that. Um, but I, I do think she should she should feature at some point. Um Yeah. I think if we're down, I'd love to see Spencer come on on the front line. Okay, on the front line. Okay. Like, especially if Thompson has started because she's our really only other speed, right? Yeah. 
And that's what you that's what you really need to be bringing late game if you're losing at home. Like like you, that's kind of what you have to be bringing onto the field. Yeah. So um, you feel that big loss of um, Charlie there. Right? Oh my god, <laughs> sucks so much. Yeah. Um. So that. Um. So who who do you think we should start between? I guess it kind of comes down to the, on the front line, Endo or Emsley, because I feel like Thompson and Johnson have to be starting room. Um, Endo or Emsley? Um, I'm leaning Emsley at this point. Um, I have seen Endo with a wrap on her thigh. Well, yeah. Uh, um, announcement, y'all. We got uh, media access, not just presser access like last season we got an upgrade jeremy was at practice we had we had boots on the ground at training y'all yeah we 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 showed face um and it was really fun to see where they practice and everything and um you know all the way out at cal lutheran i was like you know what it's this is kind of like a slow day at work i think i could bust it out there and and make this happen and um yeah i got to see a little bit of training and yeah, from from training, the two things that kind of solidified in my mind is like Emsley and Johnson like hit the best balls, like the cleanest okay. strikes. Um, I was Emsley's watching got a foot. Like, I mean, she's her first goal was against the yeah. wave last year from pretty far out with both feet. Um, yeah, I think she plays a good ball with both feet, and not just yeah. I, I'm not really even talking about, about like plays a good ball. I'm talking about like shooting. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, like she can strike. I think is the yeah. word. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would lean, I get that. lean lean Emsley at this point. You know, I think she can be a little bit more lethal. I get that. I think it's going to be a rough and tough game, you know, and Endo isn't that kind of a player as much. Yeah. Um, so I I can definitely get that. Oh, man, I just want to say it. I would love to see Endo just where McCaskill lines up for one game and just see what it's like. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. just let Endo roam and pass. Just see what happens. Yeah, with Thompson. See, she, see what you know. Like see if she could play make and just go young. Yeah, go exactly. Young. And like you know, honestly, I think Endo tracks back more than McCaskill. So I will say, if we want to go defensive, yeah, if we want to go defensive, she kind of is the more defensive offensive player. Yeah. Um. So I would like to see that maybe. Um. Well, what do you do in the midfield then? You know. Yeah, right. I think with the wave you go you go Ertz and Weatherholt. And McCaskill or Endo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the wave. For the wave. If it's another team, maybe you try to sneak Hammond in there. Yeah. Um or you maybe you just say, Hey, you know what, Hammond, you're just gonna stay in front of the defense, don't move and let Ertz roam a little bit more. I yeah. feel like Hammond would let Ertz roam rather than Weatherholt would let Ertz roam. And Hammond, so, Hammond will stay home and she'll play a better ball um, di- distribution-wise. Um, back, back to the possession. She yeah. likes to get it from one side and go to the next. You know, yeah, she's good I, I think she does that better than most other players on our team right now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, so yeah, I think you could try to do that. Um, but I, I want to see Riley at left back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, especially like, against the wave. I'm like, let's not get cute. Uh, well, here's I the tough thing. Then. Who's who's your center back combo? Yeah, right. Ugh, it's bad, dude. It's like tough. Maybe maybe yeah. Nielsen and Gordon. 
I think that's what, yeah, I was going to say, I think I might do that right now because they're both feel a little bit more athletic. Maybe not, but maybe right now I test. I don't know. That's a tough Nielsen, one. Nielsen, Gordon, Spencer. Yeah, that's what I would probably do. Yeah. Riley, Nielsen, Gordon, Spencer. All vets. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Nielsen um, and Riley had most of last season together on that left side. Yeah. So. And then Didi back in, in goal. Yeah. I will say it's a little I, bit. I can get down on the on those lineups. Actually, here this um I was I was afraid I'd forget this point, but now the thought is back. Um, you know, as much as we're like guessing and speculating at the roster, it's like I think the players are too. And I think that starts to trickle into like frustration that you have with the manager and with the coach is kind of like you know, we're showing up to practice. She's like holding her cards really close to her mm-hmm. chest. And like, we don't really know who she's leaning towards. And everybody wants to know what the starting lineup is. What's the starting lineup? What's the starting lineup? And like, inevitably, a couple people get disappointed because like, you don't really know. And then you go out and don't get a great result. Like, you're not left being yeah. like, man, this person's really playing chess over here. You're kind of just yeah. like, why is she playing games with me? Period. You know, yeah. like if you don't know who the starting lineup is and then you're not getting good results, like all of that is just going to start to like fester and kind of like mm-hmm. swirl around and just become kind of like a bad locker room to to have. Like that's not a winning locker room. You know, yeah. you want to know who the starters are day one and go into it with a plan and then get those results that back up that plan and then bring in assigning like Ertz to kind of bolster that plan or something. You yeah, know, exactly. We're not, we're kind of like hoping and, and Ertz is in a tough position too. I'm not super envious of the the spot that she's in. Right. You know, there's a lot on her City, shoulders. I mean, like she's looking to be the godsend and like, I'm sure that she is not afraid of the moment. Like, you know, um, but it's also kind of like you're trying to, um, I don't know. There's like a million phrases bouncing in my head now that I'm like, what is the <laughs> phrase that I'm trying to say? It's like, you know, you know, trying to trying to make lemonade out of these lemons is is going to be a little bit more difficult than I think initially thought of. Yeah, what, yeah. In in her position, yeah, it it feels very reactionary. Not instead of proactive. What, her from, her signing from, or um or like the lineups or, or what do you mean lineups with the line that in regards to the lineups and like how you're like we don't know what to expect yeah it, it feels reactionary rather than proactive and yeah. and you know we don't have to be this aggressor team to still be proactive in asserting what we want on the field yeah sometimes we play fast sometimes we we play slow like we definitely play to the other team a little bit too much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think we play down and then we also will play up as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, no, but I think that's a great point is like that uncertainty isn't good for anyone. I don't, you know, and it's like, it's not like, oh, these two players have been playing really well. Who is she going to decide? Like, that's not the uncertainty that we're dealing with. Yeah. It's, it's the, well, she did something really unexpected last week. And the normal person still isn't playing there, so we don't really know what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. That's what. That's exactly what I was trying to describe. It, <laughs> it, it makes me think of like the San Diego coach 
um, San Diego State. Um, basketball? Yeah, basketball. When you had a clip of them as they're making their run to the finals, and he's just kind of like, if we meet some other team that's like better than us, then like fucking we'll tip our hat to them and, and we'll say like, good job. But like, we ain't seen them yet. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's the, that's the shit that a coach says when he's got his starters locked in mm-hmm. and he's got his bench locked in mm-hmm. and he knows that basically like, I will sink with this ship. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I want to see Freya as confident in her lineup out there and saying like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna put these people out there and, you know, if you could beat those people, I'll tell you you're a better team. Right. Right. You know, but instead it's kind of like, uh, I don't even know how to like do a Freya impression. I can't, I'm not going to step into that. It'd be offensive. Yeah. I'm not going to step into the Freya impression zone. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying though. Um, I totally agree with that. So it's, it's and, and, you know, we, we haven't even really talked uh, a whole lot about how like uh, the bicycle kick McCaskill scored was great, but the the camera cuts to Freya and she looks pressed, like yeah, stressed out. Like, yeah. She was not. There was no relief on her face right. when we just scored an amazing goal to tie it in the last minute. Yeah, yeah. No, um, she, I mean, so, she looked like she was like shitting. You know. Like that she was kind of like sweating bullets and yeah. stuff and was like, yeah. there was relief, but she wasn't going to let us have that satisfaction uh-huh. of like getting that shot. And yeah. And then yeah. she gets like, then she gets a message from an assistant coach and kind of like wants to act like she's more interested in that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. than like mm-hmm. celebrating this moment or something. And yeah, I, you know, that's kind of lame, man. I mean, like celebrate the big moments for your team. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not really, I, I mean, there's multiple ways to, to do this and to be a good manager. It's not really like, you don't have to be this, like wear your heart on your sleeves kind of yeah, totally. manager to make it happen. But if she's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if she's going to play this like stoic character, mm-hmm then I really want to see you kind of like have it all figured out with the X's and O's. Yeah. 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 Like, you can't be the professor type without being smart. <laughs> that's like, we're getting the worst of both worlds there. Like we're not totally. really getting the tactics and the lineups and then we're not really getting the emotion. I mean, you know, Maradona, God rest his soul. Like not the type of dude to like be the tech tactician or whatever like he was a little bit more the stereotype of him as a manager was more just kind of all emotion right yeah 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 you know but totally he's not gonna he he never told you otherwise you know like he was gonna come in there and do his thing and like you were gonna get that that show totally totally so but I mean yeah we're not you know when when we hired her and when we signed her to be the you know, the coach for the first season, like none of us really had uh, an an idea of like who she was or or what her kind of style right, was. Right. And like, we didn't, you know, she was kind of going to be brand new to us. So I think, you know, a lot of this like talking, trying to figure out what her style is, is just kind of like, we're, we're actively figuring it out in real time. And, you know, like we were saying, it's like you don't get a pamphlet from the NWSL on what to expect. 
you know, you either <laughs> yeah, kind of totally. like listen to a couple podcasts, read some articles, like try to figure out who's doing what, mm-hmm. who who are the real kind of movers and shakers of the league and stuff like that. And um, I mean, in this amount of time, I'd I'd kind of say like, I don't think that like people are like beating down Angel City's door to be like, hey, if you guys part way with ways with Freya, like, you know, oh, she could come flip this team. You yeah, know, turn yeah. this team around or something like that. So totally. Totally. There's one, one crazy account on Twitter that's uh, hard in the Freya out campaign. Um, oh. I'm, I'm holding off from, you know, joining that hashtag movement. But, you know, I, but I mean, you know, you mentioned it earlier. It's like if we start slow and if we're down 2 0 in the 20th minute, dude, like you're going to start to see <laughs> that this, this fan base ain't as loyal as you think, you know? Right. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm fully in the Freya out, but I'm definitely giving her a little bit of side eye. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely fair. a little bit of side eye. Uh, well, I'm I'm intently watching her tactical decisions and stuff too. <laughs> well said. Um, well said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 a really fun team to be watching as someone that's interested in soccer though. I mean it's so fascinating to to see some of these decisions being made, you know? Yeah. I mean, and we so, we get the luxury of of second guessing every single yeah. thing that she does and having no heat, you know. <laughs> and then applauding the right, the correct decisions. I mean, like, cool, she did that right. Move on. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. So, so yeah. And one other thing, I think we have to talk a little bit about uh, completely changing away from Freya. But the news came out that Amy Rodriguez wanted to be traded to Angel City um, for the start of uh, last season. Yeah. Which is interesting, really, yeah. really interesting to me. Um, didn't happen, yeah. obviously, and that's why she ended right. up retiring. But she said she wanted to go to Angel City, and when that when that didn't happen, she decided to retire. And you know, yeah. wow, really could have used that kind of a fiery attitude last season. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And she's a midfielder, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you know, and like classically, the midfield has been the kind of most maligned position on the team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Amy Rodriguez with national team caps. Um, yeah. What do you... I, she's not a name I'm, I'm as familiar with, though, if you educate you, boy. Yeah, no, I, th- I think she's... Um, she's known as, like, being the hardest worker. She's fiery. Like, you, you're not going to outwork her. You're not going to outrun her. You know, there's a toughness to her. And I think that's why some people are pretty intrigued by her being a head coach. You know, because if she can bring that to her team, that's a serious identity from the get go of like, you're never going to outwork us. You're not going to claw harder than us, you know? Um, And so that's what I think is kind of my biggest takeaway from her. Um, Interesting. But, and she played for Utah too, you know? So it's like, it's a former player coming back and being their coach. Um, I like that move. I think that's a great move altogether. But but yeah, I just thought it was fascinating. She almost was at Angel City and wanted to be there, um, which makes you wonder why it didn't happen. And not at all trying to point fingers or, or imply anything. I, I was just genuinely surprised to, to hear that. I figured that, it would have come out by now. This is why Annie Aluko, we had to move on from her because we found that that email was just sitting in her inbox on her <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Check your spam boxes, y'all. No. Um, it was like, no, I never got, I never got it. Yeah, message. weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Um, it's 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 it's. I'm curious what other players have wanted to or or not wanted to come that the club for whatever reason hasn't um, signed now, because yeah. you know from the outside looking in, it looked like they had a hard time recruiting to some degree. Or, or just everything was falling through. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And this doesn't really help that. Um, it kind of does in the sense that we know they were at least talking to her to some degree or thinking about it. Well, actually, this doesn't really confirm that. She just said she wanted to be there. Yeah. No, we don't know what what happened or why it didn't go down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that that's something we had said earlier on the pod was like, why why does it feel like it's like hard to attract talent here? And, mm-hmm. you know, the problem might not be the talent not wanting to come here, but just like literally, you know, this is the club that we're talking about, like not doing the paperwork correctly for right. Swaby's transfer or something like yeah. that. Like maybe it's just kind of like a little bit more of an unprofessional, you know, um, club than we would want or like than we would expect at this point, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, certainly like I could see that being the case. Like if you do a good job getting a lot of celebrity investors and, you know, Julie Ehrman can go out and talk about the venture capital hot topics or whatever this, you know, thing was, and we can host symposiums and lectures on the importance of, whatever you know like it's just kind of like it's not but you know we're not really building like a powerhouse at the same time mm-hmm. um and so and i think that's the a weird lot part of our moves we've... are win now you know julie Ertz, amy rodriguez those all would have been win move win now moves those are not you know these long-term we're building uh a young roster kind of moves yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, and then and we and you know, I already mentioned like getting rid of Ricaro and Lucy and those being like mm-hmm. younger players that showed like a lot of ability to I mean, especially on Lucy's side, like adapt to like what the club's yeah. asking you to do and stuff and like Yeah. I mean, yeah, getting rid of a player like that in exchange for an older Merritt Matthias player who right. like has now like not not played a minute, like I mean, it's it's very Clippers in that sense of like trading a bunch of, you know, we traded everybody right. to get Kawhi. We traded everybody to get Paul George because Kawhi wouldn't come without Paul George. In the process, you get rid of a young Shea Gilgis Alexander and he goes to, you know, the Thunder and he's just like healthy and playing games and looking like yeah. a normal basketball player. And now we just have a soap opera on our hands. Like, right. you know, are we like, you know, in, in the sense of like, you don't want to take the clipper model to become a thing in Los Angeles. Like it's not, (laughs) it's not like a a model you want to like copy and replicate. Um, They don't have any like cultural ground in this city and just kind of look like basically the Washington generals, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's a really great point is they put a lot of effort into it, but they still haven't really gained anything culturally in the city. Zero. Um, like you still get in laughed some ways at by, kind of like look- by locals for saying like I'm interested in the Clippers. People are like, ah, "What a waste of time!" Like you just haven't had your heart broken yet and realized yeah. that that's a waste of time. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, and that in where that leaves us with with Angel City. I mean, in making that point, it's kind of like a lot of our moves are win now moves, and we just recently lost two nothing. 
you know, and we just recently like tied at home and got lucky to like tie at home against a team that's on like the lower half of the, of the table and stuff. So like when you're, when your win now moves are resulting in losses, now you've gotten rid of younger players. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but speaking of younger players, um, Pluck looked really good in in some few kind of like garbage minutes that she got. Shout out to Duke. No, Um, Pluck did. That's a good call. It's a great call. But yeah, Uh, I wanted to make sure that I shouted her out because I was like, actually, like she looked fast. She looked spunky. She looked mm -hmm. like she was fighting real hard. She looked like she was trying to get stuck in. Um, Yeah, I liked liked what I saw. She even, I think she kind of like, you know, played a couple dangerous balls, like kind of helped try to create some chances. Like there was, there was something there. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. That was good to see. That was good to see. Um, but yeah, so we'll be seeing, uh, I guess like wrapping this up, closing thoughts. Um, once again, we don't know what the lineup will be. Uh, don't know. We I have, have a no feeling clue. Thompson's going to score. Okay. We're feeling I'm going Thompson out on goal. a limb here. Going out on a limb. And crazy, I'm going to predict a Thompson Crazy goal. prediction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did find and, and send you uh, for all of oh, our yes. ga- gamblers out oh. there. Yeah, I realized when you sent me that, I realized I remembered one thing. If I have any coworkers here at the NFL, I'm not going to gamble right now. I would never break our policy on that after the league that suspended five players today. Um, yeah. yeah, so NFL coworkers, that was a joke. I ain't betting on this game. <laughs> but if you were, those odds are pretty good. Yeah, so they got, I mean, I just, I also just like hate betting language uh, and like, you know, why am I looking at it's just so complicated. Like the LA plus 135, San Diego plus 155, and then a draw is plus 235. Um <laughs> so I guess essentially and and thankfully they have it explained here um for me to like I need this so badly. But yeah, basically if you put ten dollars on Angel City to win, you would win thirteen dollars and fifty cents. Um Likewise, if you put 10 on the wave, you would win $15.50. So you're bringing home a free $5.50. Um, everybody go put your... <laughs> is that good? I mean, put seriously, bets though, in you right bet, now. <laughs> if you bet, this is like a really great line. Yeah. <laughs> it um, is a really great line. And a draw does not seem too likely. Um, no, it does not. So... But we will see. I've been wrong before. I will be wrong again. Um, I'd be wrong about that. I, I would take a tie. Looking forward to it? With yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't get the reference, we got a pretty lukewarm tweet from the club today. So funny. Uh, that was asking you if you're going to go with a single question mark. And it just didn't translate well on text. So <laughs> and funny. it came off as like really lame and like, you guys are coming, right? Well, do you know the update, Kyle? They, they, they redid right. that tweet. They redid it with an exclamation, with which an I exclamation think much better. better. And I was th- I read that and I was like, is that a weird typo? Because like, it seemed like that needed an exclamation point. Um, I'd be down with both. Give me the question mark and exclamation, you know? (laughs) But like just the question mark was like, what? And it was like kind of an odd photo. It's just, it's like Allie Riley's back. 
you know? Yeah, it's just somebody's back. Yeah, maybe Allie You don't Riley, even see I their guess. face. And so... Um, <laughs> Rolling up to match day like a player yeah. jogging on a practice field? Like, I don't... Away from us? Away? That we can't, <laughs> we can't see? Like, question mark? Are we rolling up? I mean, I don't are know. We there's, yeah, are we there's, dancer? There's, there's many things that I do not understand about this tweet. And then it says, it's time to get loud, Los Angeles. And the initial tweet was with a question mark. So it was, it's time to get loud, Los Angeles? Loud? I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that was That's so what it felt funny. like for me. That was so funny. And I like I hit that and I was like looking in the comments and be like, are they gonna get called out on this? And yeah. was like, you know what? Never mind. Like I'll just I'll just wait. <laughs> like, a time to just log off Twitter and take a little take a little yeah, uh, breather. Yeah. Right. Um but yeah, looking forward to it. Um hope to see everybody there. Hope it is better attended than uh a challenge cup. Um well, you know, nice Sunday night game. Sunday night. Um, we'll be there tailgating. We'll be celebrating Peyton Ziegler's birthday. So come by. I'll be tweeting out. our location. Everyone can come by. Wish her a happy birthday. She's an amazing person. Have a beer with us. Come shoot the shit. Um, and yeah, once more, uh, I'm Jeremy Rist at Jeremy Rist on Twitter. And this is... I'm Kyle Scoble, and I am Scoble Vision on Twitter. And we'll hopefully see y'all this Sunday. See you on Sunday for that big W. Let's go. Let's go eat some W's. We're going to ride the Wave. Let's go. Bolemos. Later, y'all. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>